Good morning, friends. How are you? We have a wonderful reading today. Uh, we're going to finish up the Sermon on the Mount, so we're going to start with Matthew 7. And we're going to have one of the most controversial topics come up right here at the beginning. Jesus says, Judge not that you be not judged, for with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. Uh-oh. Jesus Is Jesus telling us not to judge? That can't be. Refer to Deuteronomy one sixteen and John 7.24. Refer to that where Jesus says to make righteous judgments. Okay. So here we see. Judge not lest ye be judged. What is Jesus saying? Now the, Phar the, the Pharisees of today, the modern day Pharisees, actually, uh, and they're, they're, they call themselves Christians, but they actually literally can't even see the moat in their eye because they use this scripture to silence Christ. Beware of those who are silencing Christ in this hour. They're under a delusion of false humility. They believe they're righteous and they believe they're humble. They believe they're humble because they do not declare that we must discern good from evil and to judge righteously. They believe they're righteous because they they believe that staying silent in the face of evil is the right thing to do. Oh, oh well. But here's how they do it. Judge not lest you be judged. I saw people do this literally many, many times. You'll quote what Jesus says, and they'll say, Judge not lest you be judged. Uh, now, now they're claiming we can't repeat the words of Christ, and they don't find the irony in that. Um, as I said, beware of those who are, tr who are trying to silence the voice of Christ, the voice of truth. They're the same of the same heart as the Pharisees. It's a religious spirit, and it's from the root of Satan himself because the to silence the truth has been the battle from the beginning. And what did Jesus say? He says, a house divided cannot stand. So Jesus wouldn't be commanding something that would divide his house, that would divide his teachings. So they use... Judge not lest you be judged against Christ himself. By, if you say, thou shalt not lie or covet or murder or steal, they'll come back and say, thou shalt not judge. What? I just repeated what Christ said. You see that? It's evil. And it's a, a deceptive, manipulative tool. So that's why it's not true in the context that these people use it. And clearly, Jesus said to use righteous judgment. You have to, because you have to discern between good and evil. So what is Christ saying? Let's go on to read. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye, hypocrite? First, remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So clearly he said to remove the speck, right? But what he, Christ knows the human heart. And we always, we can quickly look at someone else and judge their behavior, but never take the time 
to look and assess her own heart. And righteous judgment must start in humility. Humility is submitting to the will of God. True humility. That is pure. And it will only seek good intentions. And that is to bring about a reconciliation to Christ. As we talked about before, and the peacemakers are those who who try to, to reconcile people back to God through Jesus Christ. And so... If you believe that you can look and make judgments of other people and you haven't assessed your own heart, you're in hypocritical stance, which is what majority of people do. You know, um, they will sit in, in their ivory tower looking down and never take the time to understand that we're all on the same level <laughs> and that we're all sinners and that we must discern good from evil with right intent you must have right intention anyway for your discernment to be to be right discernment is knowing right from wrong um so anyway this is called this is what he's speaking to you know here you are making all these judgments like the pharisees did and your heart is far from god Pay attention. That's what he's saying. And then he goes on to say, Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. What is he saying? He's saying that, that you know, whenever you share the word of God, you know, be understand that the word of God is something priceless and precious and valuable. And so when you're sharing it and someone maybe mocks or or has a great disdain for it, you know, you, you, you take what you take the word and you move on. And you pray for those who have such a heart toward God. And then he goes on, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. That is such a beautiful blessing. And <clears throat> that is the thing about God and why he can so righteously judge us because he says it's, it's here for you. I'm here. You you seek me, you're going to find me. If you search out the truth, I'm I'm going to make it clear to you. So it it's that it's not that he alienates anyone from coming to him. The the thing is is that we just don't come to him. We exalt ourselves above God. And we continue to read. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, meaning God is the only one that is standard of good, we are not. If you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. So, have a right heart. How you want to be treated, treat others. And then he goes on to say, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life. 
and there are few who find it. So here he says that the the way to life is narrow. And that's because man has made it so. Man has felt that the way of the world is the choice, is is the uh the way of choice. And as we see the end days more and more the end days we recognize how narrow that is how narrow the gate is because i mean people's hearts are far from god more lies are spoken than truth so then he goes on to say beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly they are ravenous wolves you will know them by their fruits do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. So, it does take discernment and righteous judgment to recognize fruit. Because the fruit is the fruits of the Spirit, you know. Um, because the, the deceiver, the angel of light, can present good fruit, looks good, but inside is rotten. And so it does take discernment. And so the more you read the words of Christ, the more you can discern good from evil. That's why it's so important. And he goes on to say, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Did you hear that? He who does the will of my Father in heaven. What is God's will? The more and more we read the words of Christ, we will know. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? So these people are using Jesus' name to do many good things things and then i would declare to them i never knew you depart from me you who practice lawlessness or iniquity therefore whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them i will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock and those that are on the rock will always stand we, will, we may fall, but we get back up, meaning we will not be, as this says, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Now, on the rock, the rock remains, and that means that we always have a position to, from which to stand. Sand does not remain. It falls, it disperses underneath any pressure. And so God is saying, you may have these things, you may have floods and this and that coming against you, all the adversity, but you still have a solid place to stand. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. He is good. He is truth. He is life. May we look to seek his will each and every day and guide people and be a lighthouse on the hill to guide people into his truth and his righteousness. In the name of Jesus. And I hope that each one of you have a great day. And I will be back tomorrow. Sometimes I take um, 
a day or two off, but I'm going to be here most days. And, and I keep you in my prayers. And I'll decide tomorrow. We're going to continue to read the parables of Christ and grow in his knowledge. Because there is no more true words than what he says. Now, if Jesus today were to be here with this Sermon on the Mount in the majority of American churches, he would be, his, his church would be small. Because he's not tickling the ears. He's speaking to the pride of man because he's trying to bring humility into the hearts of man. Humility is the key. Humility helps us understand that. And, and it, it, it is that we, we, we seek to be God, whether we want to recognize that or not, because we're always trying to think that we have the final authority or say, or that how we feel matters more than anyone else, or that our circumstances are more important. It's, it's, it's something much deeper when you understand that the universe, the people, the, the, all of the population of the earth, we're all, it's one, it's all one. We're all one in the fact that we came from one source, God. We came from God. And and we'll have to choose God. It will be a choice because that is what love is. Love is not dictated. Love is because God is love and he is life. And therefore, when you choose life, you live in a way that brings about life. You don't try to quench life in ways such as murderous, abortion, um, lying, destruction. That's what brings death, right? And so when you're in connected to the life source, you're, you seek to continue life, right? And so that's two opposing views that clash consistently on this earth. And um, so again, the Sermon on the Mount would not be accepted in most churches in America. So, you know, they call it hate speech. They truly do. So watch for those who are trying to silence the voice of Christ in their false humility. They are virtue signalers. <laughs> and they will say things that, like I just told you, judge not. To silence the voice of Christ. And you think, but I didn't say that. Jesus didn't. I thought he is the judge. Right? Any way that we that they can silence the voice of Christ or of the same spirit that crucified him. So just pay attention because they're not in humility. They don't seek to reconcile people to God. They seek to coddle the lie that was spoken. And, and it's very crucial in this hour that we recognize that. But that's why we'll keep coming back and reading the words of Christ. And I hope that you have a blessed day. And I'll be back tomorrow. Bye-bye.